Well, it's so exciting to be here for another episode of the uh, Clarity Podcast. We've been doing these bonus episodes on the, the COVID-19 situation. The first podcast, we talked about the fear and anxiety and panic and um, how that was gripping us um, in this process. And then episode two, we talked with uh, Dr. Heather Martin for, all, for parents just to encourage them in the process of what to look for in their kids and how they could care for their kids. And then last, um, last week, we talked with uh, Buona Chad, and uh, he gave us some insights on how to care for our children emotionally and spiritually during this time, whether our kids were at home with us or maybe we have um, kids living um, in college or in different states or in different countries. And so we've, those have been the three episodes and um, I contacted Andy, Andy Rotz is with us here today. And I contacted him because I thought it'd be very valuable and appreciate him giving of his time today just to share his journey as someone that has had COVID and uh, walk through this process. And I just think it would be great for us um, to hear from him, learn from him and gain from his wisdom and insight um, in this process. Andy, could you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, Andy Rotz, serving as communications director for AG World Missions right now. Uh, served before that 10 years in Moldova, Eastern Europe. Nancy and I and our girl, three girls uh, spent 10 years there. Then another four years, we were serving as area directors for Russia. And even before that, we were pastoring in Montana. So that's our history, kind of where we got to this place. Um, I was in Siberia when I was called and Greg Mundus called me and asked me if I would step into this role as communications director. And I didn't want to leave Siberia. I know some people think you're punished in being sent to Siberia, <laughs> but I love Siberia. I love Russia. And so uh, it really was, you know, I talked to a friend and he gave one bit of advice. He said, sometimes you give up your personal desires for the sake of the larger body of Christ. Hmm. So we're here just to serve the larger body. Yeah. Uh, if we can serve our, our workers, our AGWM workers, our, our, our churches. So that's what I say. My platform right now is 13,000 churches trying to equip and give them a passion for missions and resourcing our workers around the world. So that's yeah. my that's my mission now to yeah. serve the larger body of Christ. We appreciate you and we appreciate all you're doing. Um in to help the our larger church the church, uh, the big C church, and then also the missionaries on the field. And we do appreciate you. Andy, could you just share um, your story as you've walked through this process of, uh, of getting the virus and how what you felt like in the beginning and uh, just maybe explain some of the system, symptoms and maybe just some of your story as you've walked through this, this these last few weeks? You know, I had just got back from a trip. I was in the Middle East, actually came back on a trip and missed, missed those people who were probably the ones that had the original okay. uh, virus the one that started it so okay. there was a group of internationals that was in and i missed that okay so we went right into our week that pmc week and um, and obviously we know that greg and ron were exposed to it and infected and it's probably where i picked it up okay so it was on a two probably a thursday at our world missions board meeting and you know i'm serving on the executive committee in that way and so we're with them all day together started feeling we we actually quarantined self-isolated ourselves before that but about tuesday or wednesday the following week i got it and it was it is a miserable flu is what it feels like i mean mm. shortness of breath the hit of my fever my fever wasn't that high i got to 100.2 was the highest but we were watching it um, just shortness of breath and aches for me i just felt like somebody had stuck my toes in a ringer washing machine and just cranked it all the way through and my body just hurt i mean and weird pains like why did my left toe hurt but it would hurt and then my calf would hurt <laughs> and my back would hurt everything hurt yeah and so it really went for that um and even just talking to some other people the 
the symptoms vary so much. Body aches are common, a little bit of temperature. Once they hit 100.2, they said, okay, we want you to get tested because they're not testing very yeah. much. So that's part of this challenge is the uncertainty. Hmm. I had people in my office going, oh, am I exposed? Was I exposed? And they ran and got tested. Nobody was positive. Yeah. But they're all having these we all have symptoms. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's that's that's the challenge of this. It's you can have a regular cold or a regular flu, and it still looks yeah, like for sure this. Yeah, except this is probably a little longer, and a, that's really what it comes down to. It yeah. is much longer experience and more intense, and that shortness of breath. So you have the anxiety. Nancy yeah. and I self isolated, so we actually went upstairs. She we went to two different bedrooms. We didn't even stay in the same bedroom. We tried to stay apart from each other send our girls downstairs because we're all in the same house Yeah, and not wanting them to get it either. Cause they're right. 18 and 20. Uh, the 20 year old was sent home from college, you know, because university quit and, but we just kept distances and I don't think they've picked up anything at all. That's so great. that was my symptoms predominantly. And I'm still left even th- two weeks plus I'm still left with exhaustion. Yeah, That's probably my leftover symptom, a little bit of coughing, a little shortness of breath, but exhaustion. Austin, and this is not a one week get past it and you're on your way. Yeah. Tell me about the, you mentioned the uncertainty. How have you and Nancy walked with that uncertainty? And you're obviously leading a larger team. And so in this process, what have you learned? What have you grown? What wisdom have you gained in this process about walking an area of uncertainty? And how has God directed you in that process? I don't, I think Nancy and I never we never did not have peace. I, you know, I'm trying to say that in almost a negative. We always had a sense of peace. Now, there's a couple little moments that you just come up going, Oh, what is this? You know, I want to watch it. I'm trying to be, I, I want to monitor it, but I, I didn't want to be caught into fear. Right. I think that was very important. I didn't want to get caught into that. And, but we both of us just had such a, such a sense of peace that God was in control of this. Hmm. And we're dealing obviously at the same time with having two of our colleagues and coworkers in the hospital. So we know it's, right. it can be serious. Um, I think there is a little bit of peace of mind that comes when you know, yes, it's there. And yes, it wasn't. I got the, finally, I got the call and they said, yes, you are positive. And it didn't even change anything. Cause I, I almost knew I was positive because <laughs> you just don't get sick that long with the right. same kind of symptoms. Right. And you just knew it. So it didn't change anything, but we, we really have had a piece about it. Yeah. It's interesting how God spoke to me so many times in the middle of this. And I had, I mean, some of those sleepless nights when you're hurting and your fever, I would have dreams and just words that came from God. I, and I, I went to this one chapter in Acts, and it just was a story came to me. And when I got up, I, I clicked on my Bible that I've been listening to, and that was the chapter that came up that day. And it was mm-hmm. the one where Paul was in the storm. Yeah. And they took, <clears throat> they didn't listen to his advice, and they took off on the ship, and they got caught in this storm. And there's one point, Paul says, "You should have listened to me." I love that little part. You know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you, you're in this because you didn't listen to me. But, you know, God came to me last night and said that none of you, none of you will perish. Yeah. And there was a couple of times people tried to circumvent that. I mean, they hmm. tried to, a bunch of sailors tried to jump in a lifeboat and he yeah. warned them and they cut it up, cut it. Another time the soldiers were going to kill the prisoners and the captain prevented it. And he says, every single one of them were saved. Hmm. And I, the ship was beaten and it was destroyed. They had beached it. And I, I've thought of this so much, you know, and maybe it's just that promise, you know, we're not, I will protect you. I will take care of you. If I say you will be saved, you will be saved. Every single one, even those that, even those I couldn't swim. 
Yeah. Those that couldn't swim were saved. And I think that's probably the scripture I'm standing on more than anything. That's awesome. Andy, for the, the missionaries and the listeners around the world, there's 40, 40 different countries that have been listening into the podcast, specifically these ones on COVID have been the, the, uh, the people really listening. What words of um, wisdom would you have maybe for somebody that says, you know, I'm in a country, uh, I don't know about the healthcare, I don't know the situation, uh, maybe it's a, a parent that's worried about their children. Just what wisdom and insight would you have somebody who's went through this process and um, you, you've went through it and the challenges on the other side, what wisdom and advice would you have? I really believe that we've got to just not give in to fear and hmm. trust God. God, yeah. this is, as we say, this is not surprise God. He's, he's in control of it all. And I just encourage, encourage every person, do not fear, you know, do not fear. Now we're wise. Uh, but even here, they, there's not, they don't know what to do for medical. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's risky in any place. So, you know, I said, you're jumping from a frying pan into another frying pan sometimes right yeah. now. So t- we tend to think, oh, if I could get there, it'll be safe. And then we realize it's not, that's what is so unique about this. It is such a global, that global pandemic. And I'm not trying to make light of anybody's situation, because obviously right. if it got serious in some places, they, they wouldn't have the care. Right. Um, but I just encourage you, we have got to trust God in this. We have said we trust God. We have promised to trust God. And I know sometimes it doesn't look like it. Yeah. I imagine the Israelites standing at the edge of the Red Sea and seeing Pharaoh's army coming after him and thinking, what's going to happen? But God is in control. And I think we only really learn that deep into our bones when we are faced with something that is beyond our control. Yeah. And all of a sudden I say, man, unless God shows up, nothing, nothing's going to happen. So we have to trust God and be wise. And I think that's all I can say is Jesus promised to be with us. And I love Emmanuel. This is the time that you learn Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And I have had that promise, even though it looks dark, if it looks black, and even if it's the darkest of days, he still has not left. He still has not left us. He is with us. Yeah. And I, I just encourage us just to lean into that. Just yeah. trust God. He is with us. Yeah. And how is, obviously you shared in the beginning about you and Nancy, you guys were self-quarantining and then you had your daughters. You're someone that you, you had a test and it said you had the virus. How did you deal with that as a father? And um, I think you know, I'm a, I'm a man and a father. And so that's, it is a concern we have because we want to protect our families. We want to do all we can. And um, is there anything that you, you learned in that process, obviously trusting God, but anything else, how did you, how did you not give in to that fear? You mentioned that the fear of, because you said we had two of my leaders, they were really sick. And then I, now I have it and I'm living in the same home with my daughters. How have you not went down those roads that sometimes our mind can go down specifically with our kids? You know, I, over these next few, over those few days, I listen to the scripture so much. I've got a little Bible app that I, I really, truly like. It's called Dwell. Mm-hmm. Nancy picked it up a while back and I, I love it. It has some music that goes to the background. I get to pick the voice and the translation and I just listen to that. I think the challenge as a parent is that whatever is in our heart will, will manifest it into our children. Mm. So if I'm fearful and anxious that they will pick up on that. It's, you know, they, it's that second sense. So I've got to just be filled with peace and trust. And I think maybe that's even my prayer is just saying, God, even in the midst of this, give me peace 
so that my kids catch that piece. Hmm. So they knew it. I mean, we talked about it right away. Hey guys, looks, I think I bet you we have it. Yeah. You know, I think it is, it's, it's going to be okay. You know, and just kept that calm, calm atmosphere on that. And there is a time as a parent just to step up and say, God is in control and I'm going to, I'm going to trust him yeah. because they will catch that, that attitude. Yeah. And is that something you learned, um, Andy, before this? Is that something you lived in Moldova and you've lived and I think Nancy will be on episode 14 of the podcast, but is that something you've learned um, through years or is that something that it, yeah, I guess that would be something you've learned over, over time, correct? I guess so. You know, how to have calmness in that, you know, it is, we all, we all have our different personalities, you know, you cannot keep, you can't, can't keep filling your mind full of all the fear. Quit, quit researching COVID after a while. After, you know, we already know what it is. We know you're not going to get anything better. Wash your hands, keep distance. I mean, you can't, you, you can't just keep living in that. Right. Uh, I have a personality where I do get calm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've been in Russia hunting bear in the middle of the night and crawling in the brush, seeing if there's a wounded bear there. And my heart gets really calm in those kind of situations because I've inoculated myself. Uh, I would say when I get, if I have two or three daughters crying, that stresses me out. You know, that, you know, that's (laughs) about the bear hunting, you know, no big deal. I get right. You know, there is a point of us just learning how to trust God. And I, we really, I think this is one of those times of anything as a body of believers, we needed to stop and just listen and say, God, what are you teaching me this right now? Hmm. look at pretend it is us like the prophet and we're hearing and we're waiting god i want to i want to hear your voice you know that one and it's a, it's the wind and the storm but it was only the still small voice yeah you know we, there's a lot of storm going on right now and at the end we need to need to say lord can i hear your voice so i'd say i would just want to encourage all of us and this is myself the same way let me hear your voice god what are you speaking to me right now yeah that's good that's good you know, with all you talked about turning the noise off, and that there is, I mean, you could spend days um, researching COVID and get 15 different answers from 15 different people and go from being excited about possibilities to be discouraged about it and taking all that in. And you're, you work in communications, and, um, and that's what, you, what you, you do, and that's your profession. How can we? Other than just turning it off, because that, that when I've had conversations with people, they've asked me, they say, well, Aaron, I want to keep informed. I don't want to bury my head. But at the same time, I, I, I don't want to bury my head, but I still want to be up to date, too. So as a communications person, do you have any advice or counsel or wisdom on, on how you've filtered that and not dwelled on it? You probably just have to limit it. You know, there's a little things that, yeah, you can click on. Know that you're going to click on the news. You're going to see a little bit but just stop there and there's no that limit and just then you have to turn it off because yeah. so it's, it's kind of like the same thing of, of dieting. You know, yeah. if, if you don't eat anything, it's some, it's so much easier. I get weakness to the chocolate cake, you know, but if you <laughs> learn to say, I'm just going to have a little bite and then I'm yeah. done, you know, I have to have for me trying to lose weight. If I grab a, you know, like a LaCroix, which is, it's amazing that a little bit of sweet will knock off that edge, Yeah, you know, and it's good. So yeah. I think there's a little point of it. Somehow let yourself listen to it and then pull back and then say, this is my time. I'm going to read some books. I'm going to get yeah. into something different and try to fill your mind, whatever we put in. So try yeah. to equalize it uh, because social media is not the news source for mm. how to fix uh, COVID. I mean, yeah. that you that's not your reliable source. Yeah. So pick a news source, get a little bit of it and then turn it off 
and get into something else. Yeah. It's amazing how, you know, as, as a medical professional, I see somebody can take an opinion and they can say almost just the right things. And you think, wow, they've done really done the research and they've done a really good job. And then you get to their citations. You're like, man, this is just opinions. They have not really researched this at all. And they're just quoting for people that don't know, know what they're doing. So anyway, but that's a good word just to, to focus and spend time to listen. And uh, I think, you know, in the busyness of life um, that we do have an opportunity to hear what God is saying, what, and he is speaking to each of us. And then um, the opportunity then to put that in that into action um, and for the future. Andy, I appreciate your time and your wisdom. Will you pray for our audience today? Pray for the, the missionaries around the world. Pray for the people that are listening in. As somebody who has went through this, somebody who has um, led through this process, and um, just a prayer of however God would direct you to pray for us um, in this time. Glad to. And Lord, you are an amazing God and you have never failed us. And we know that you are the rock that we can stand on. And so Lord, right now there's a lot of storm that every person is facing. There's worries that's really that the storm of anxiety is almost greater than the storm of COVID. And Lord, I pray that the peace of God that's beyond all understanding will just begin to guard the hearts and minds of Christ Jesus. Guard the minds that each person, as they, as they even hear this podcast, so their minds may just be gripped with a sense of peace. That, uh, they will know you are in control. Lord, help their hearts, the emotions that are there. Do not be taken into fear. Lord, you have not given us a spirit of fear. And so, Lord, right now, we are learning what it is to walk with you in a difficult time. We're learning how to, maybe some of it's sickness. Um, maybe some of it's just the fear of what's going to be happen around us. But Lord, we are learning the peace. And so God, just pour your peace upon every listener here that they may just be overwhelmed by peace that does not even make sense. And God, I just ask for your protection. Lord, I want to stand on that promise of scripture. And even as Paul said, we will, we will hit the rock, the ship will be destroyed, but none of you will be lost. And so Lord, we just want to stand on that promise right now that in the midst of this, in the midst of some sketchy places of medical care that you will protect our people. Lord, you are our healer. You are our strength. And we just, we just place that promise in, in your hands and we believe for it. And Jesus, we thank you. Thank you that you have called every one of us. I also ask that you open our eyes. And we begin to see the unique doors that are opening. Lord, there is, you are using this, this global fear to open doors for ministry that we would never have dreamed. Lord, I pray for into the, some of the hardest communities, some of the most resistant communities. I pray right now that you may use our people to share the gospel, that the, the message of your grace will just be out there and that people will respond. And Lord, we pray the church may advance in this time, not retreat, Lord. It may advance forward because as people's hearts are open, desperate for hope, and you are the only hope. So, Lord, give us hope in our in our own hearts and help us to pass on that hope to a world that is lost without it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we just want to thank Andy for um, spending some time with us today on the podcast. I, I knew that it would be valuable to hear because most of the people we hear on the news um, – are not necessarily the cases of people who have recovered and have done well. And I think it was also valuable here from Andy in the sense that he's in the missions, understands missions, understands the mission life and under 
could address some of the concerns uh, that maybe some of us are having as we live overseas and we see this thing unfold and begin to wonder. And so, Andy, we just want to thank you for taking your time um, to invest in us as the as listeners and to learn and grow from the time that you've went through and sharing some of your wisdom and how God has spoken to you um, through this process. And we're also very thankful that you're doing well and, uh, and that God um, has touched your body and is healing you um, in these days. So once again, thanks. Thanks for spending some time with us today on the podcast. Just want to take a minute to also share, you know, I think um, as we've begin to realize that this this virus is not going anywhere anytime fast unless uh, there's a divine intervention it, it seems to be here to to stay for for some days and some weeks or months and so in that I think we've begun to realize that focusing on the news and focusing on the the coverage of it um, can be at times unhealthy because if that becomes our primary focus, then the struggle is if we we move away from that and we begin to not focus on that, many of us, our ministry, our work um, has dramatically changed, and then um, you're left with uh, some silence. And then what do we do in that silence, and what do we do in those times? And I think it does give us an opportunity to remember uh, who God is and what He's done in our life. And I think that's where I've been, is I've begun to to refocus, um, to reorient in a a different lifestyle and in a different focus now, standing in lines and grocery stores and all the, the fun stuff that goes with this. And um, but we do know that uh, remembering what God has done and remembering who He is in our life. And as I was reading this week in Psalm um, 77, as I was doing my devotion, I was reminded of the verse um, 10 through 15. Um, then I thought to this I will appeal: the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. And I would just encourage you to remember what God has done and how he continues to work in our life. I will meditate on your works and consider all of your mighty deeds, remembering who God is, remembering what he's done in the past, what he is continuing to do in the future, and that we can, that we can hold, on, hold, on, hold on to him at the present time. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. And the God we serve is that same God, the God that does miracles, the God that does intervene. And so I think as we remember um, during these days, as things have changed, to remember who we do serve and that um, who we are in Him. And um, was also reminded this week just to remember that, that God is for us, that He is on our side, um, that God is for us, and He desires um, for us to draw closer to Him. So not to forget that and remember that He is for us, to remember that, that He is in us, that Jesus Christ lives within us. When we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, He's living with us. And let us not forget through the noise and um, in the times that we're going through, help us to, to remember that He is living in us. And let us be a reflection of that as we interact with those that are looking for hope, those that are looking for um, certainty or in these difficult times. Let it, let the who is living in us shine through. Let the who is living in us um, be that light to those who are looking in these difficult times. And at the same time, He is with us. He is with you. Um, he is with me, and uh, he's he's with us as we walk through this process. So I just want to encourage you to remember um, those three things: that God is for us, that God is in us, 
and God is with us in these times. And when the when the noises turn down and you begin to wonder um, what is going on and trying to predict and figure out when this thing's going to end or how long it's going to last and how long our life will be um, changed, the reality of it is I think our life will be, um, there will be a new normal, there will be a new place and uh, a new way that we function. But to remember who Jesus Christ is in you, to remember what he has done. I was also reminded of the song um, this week, and in the song that you know well, our living hope, Jesus Christ, our living hope. And one of the lines says, Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ is truly our living hope. And so I just want to leave that with you today. As we've heard Andy's um, testimony, we've heard his insight of how God was his hope and continues to be his hope in that storm. That God is, uh, that this, the chains of um, sin and death, they no longer bind us when we, we give our life to Jesus Christ and we trust in him. And just to be encouraged that our hope is in him and he is the one that does miracles and remember what God has done in your life in these days. So let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can trust in you. Father, we thank you, God, that you are in us, God, that you are for us, and God, that you are with us. And Father, that we can, uh, during these days that come, Father, we will remember what you have done in our hearts, what you've done in our lives, what you've done in our families in the past. As I've remembered this week, God, how you've you delivered us and worked in our hearts and minds um, when we were going through malaria and, and last year, 18 months ago, when there was the plague going through here and then the measles last year and those things, God, you proved yourself faithful and God, you're the same God. And so, Father, we, we hold on to that. We look and see that, that your character is impeccable, that your character is unchangeable. Your character is something that we can hold on to. And so, Father, we pray that, God, that we will remember that in these difficult days um, and these difficult times, God, that who we serve, who is in us, who is for us, and who is with us. We pray it all in the name of Jesus, the strong Son of God. Amen.